Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the Chakra Way Meditation Podcast. I'm in conversation again today and this one was um, was a lovely one with a beautiful person, Gloria Bettini. What a gorgeous lady she is. She's Italian by descent, lives in England. Um, and we talked about relationships, so toxic relationships specifically, because the effect that our relationships have on us and then at an energetic level, on a literal day-to-day level, can be so huge. And um, I love her take-no-prisoners attitude. She's just awesome. She's got this strength. Like her, her handle on Instagram is Fearless Living XX, <laughs> which I just think is awesome. And um, she's got great energy. And I feel like having her in your corner, wow, that would be something. That would be powerful. She's a great woman. So, um, yeah, we talk about all things toxic relationships, narcissism, all that kind of good stuff, interesting stuff. And whether we've suffered ourselves or not, we certainly know somebody else who has. So here we go. Enjoy. Okay, so today is a brilliant day because I'm talking to Gloria Bettini and um, we, I was following her on Instagram before I even realised that I'd set up this interview with her. So I'm super excited. So welcome, Gloria. Will you just um, tell us what your, I don't know, do you have some kind of title? What do you, what do you call yourself? Hello, thank you so much for having me here, first of all. Uh, right, what do I call myself? That is a, you know what, that is a hard question to answer. <laughs> so I, I, uh, I am um, a transformational coach and I do a lot of soul work. So the basis of my work is basically to reconnect people to their authenticity and it doesn't matter what, what they come to. Most people, when they come to me, they have either experienced toxic relationships, they experience uh, symptoms of, for example, anxiety, high levels of stress, um, and perhaps they have an unhealthy relationship with their body or their body image. But it's all what I found is a common denominator is that everybody who comes and work with me we find that they have been adopting a way of living that it's actually dictated by outside rules rather than their inner calling their inner compass and so that's why I say it's soul work because whenever we we dig deeper and we understand what's been going on whenever I like the question that I get asked that I ask them always at the end of a journey is how do you feel in connection with yourself and they all say I feel that now I'm living authentically after we work together and so that's you know there's so many ways in which 
society and and the modern world is sort of like making us detach from ourselves. Mm. So I guess I help people reconnect in the same you know in the same way that I do I try and help people to re- reconnect themselves through working with the chakras and yoga and meditation <laughs> but we'll get on to methods later what I am really interested in talking to you about today is toxic relationships because I don't think I know anybody who's never had a toxic relationship. I certainly have been in them. I have lots of friends who have been in them. And um, and I think there's this kind of circle that I want to go around, which is, you know, first of all, defining, you know, we've all been in a toxic relationship. We all need to recover from that one way or another and piecing back the the, the selfness, the, the, the soul is a big part of that. But but you know, go right back to the beginning, you know, what is a toxic relationship? Because I think quite a lot of people are in them without even knowing or realizing. They just kind of think, oh, he's a bit this or they're a bit that, or um how to so first of all, recognizing it, then escaping it, and then the putting ourselves back together again. And that's the bit that obviously is where you work. But I think before we get to that bit, which is the meaty bit, we need to kind of understand what toxic relationships are. And I know from, you know, doing my research about you, you're quite big on narcissists, uh, narcissistic um, abuse and trauma. And, you know, then that takes us back yet another step is like, how do people become narcissists? You know, where does that come from, the root of that? So and we could go for hours but let's <laughs> let's start the beginning of you know defining what toxic relationships look like to you yeah. and and yeah let's start there yeah. yeah sure um so like you said like this is such a such a huge topic um and it's so if you want it's such a broad you know toxic relationship like it's such a broad mm. you know um use you know and yet again you said it is so broad because pretty much everybody has experienced them whether it's an intimate relationship with another person whether it's family dynamics you know sometimes friendships or work relationships like there's so much going on um but the way I see it is essentially any relationship that demands or expects in some way you not being yourself you not being able to be yourself and sometimes it comes because the other person behaves in a certain way and will look for example later on at at more specifically uh, the narcissist type personality Mm -hmm. narcissistic type personality Um, but sometimes society you know Sometimes the, the most narcissistic of it all <laughs> and the most gaslighting of it all, it's actually society and and the way that we're raised, especially as women. You know, there's so much expectation on the way that we should be like yeah. that we we sort of like look at outside. OK, so this is how I should be. And then you filter it through your own system to the person that you are. And you find a discrepancy, which is, you know, there's something different from, from that expectation. And then you automatically get to the conclusion that there's something wrong with you rather than with the system. And that's very much how I strongly believe 90% of us women have, you know, been raised or have or have grown up with like this, like, insane concept and, and expectations. But then obviously that happens um you know on the uh for men as well like even though they might not necessarily are not necessarily born with this concept of women what they are taught is to behave in a certain way what they are taught is to you know perceive us in a certain way yeah and so therefore it creates this huge amount of toxicity you know even if it's if it isn't necessarily specific you know the, the narcissistic thing but I think anything that doesn't allow you to be yourself and and where you don't feel like you are being loved or or where you feel like you have to do something that's so 
outside of you or where you think that you have to put up with certain things because, well, this is the way. It's not the way. <laughs> it's so not the way, you know? And so I think that this is a definition for me. This is how I see the toxic relationships. Like mm-hmm. anything that has, has an external uh you know rule imposed as to how you should behave mm-hmm. um or expectation on how you should behave yeah i mean uh, that goes from just sort of thinking like you have to tread on eggshells sometime yeah. Yeah. right up to full on sort of you know the more obvious abuses which are which are obvious obvious and okay so that is a that's a very solid and wonderful definition because in that definition, you are giving people the the very clear signage direction that they need to be true to themselves. They need to be honest with themselves. And I feel like quite often it's very easy to lose yourself. I mean, especially when you talk about societal influences that, um, you know, you lose yourself in that and it's really hard to pinpoint. Um, and you, it takes us, it takes a lot of a work, but be strength and courage yeah. to break through all of that yeah yeah this relationship or society whatever you're you know whatever it was and and family that's an even worse one because there's that whole sense of kind of duty and you should and you know all of that kind of stuff yeah. mm, okay so let's dive a little deeper into what it looks like to be in a relationship with a narcissist yes so uh, I, I really want to say uh, something before we start here, because obviously we're not here to give out any diagnosis. You know, we're not saying, you know, that if you are with somebody that has narcissistic traits, you should get a diagnosis in order to actually establish whether they're narcissistic or not. Okay. Please know that abusive behavior is abusive behavior, whether you have a diagnosis or not. And the narcissistic spectrum is so huge that somebody might not have a diagnosis, but have a very strongly gaslighting behavior, which is really manipulative and really abusive. So, you know, a lot of, I'm saying this because a lot of us, who experience those relationships, we tend to be like, oh, but they're not like that. Like, they're not not that much, you know? Like, yes, this is maybe not healthy relationship, but it's not that bad. Please know that there isn't good abuse and bad abuse. <laughs> like, that's not a thing, <laughs> right? That isn't a thing. Like, there isn't something that is more tolerable than something else. When somebody is manipulating you and is abusing you, that's it. That's what it is whether it's a one or a 10, like there's no, there's no scale, right? There's just either healthy or not. Um, and I think that's important because, to know because a lot of us stay in those relationships because we hope that they're going to change. And that's so far away from the truth. But to get specific on, on the narcissistic sort of like spectrum and behaviors, um, a narcissist is essentially somebody who... Um, their main trait is the lack of empathy. So they don't, they're not able to connect to what another person might be feeling, right? So they they don't get that sense. And because that's how they are, they don't think that there's anything wrong with it. So it's, it's a very, very deeply rooted thing. And where does so, yeah. it come from? Where does that, where is, is that something that's sort of instilled as uh, in youth, in childhood, in, I don't know, where does it, where does it come from? Yeah, so um, definitely childhood has a huge role to play because, because obviously in childhood you learn from your carers, from your parents or, or you know, from, from the people who are responsible for you. For, for you. Um, and you take on those behaviors and you're supposed to learn what it what it's like to be in the world and how you should behave. And if that's the behavior that you see, that's very likely the behavior that you're going to pick up. So right? it's kind of like an inherited. Yes. Inherited yes. trait. And is it is it at a, um, 
a sort of a way of you've learned how to get what you want, how to manipulate people. And you've worked out or you've obviously had it shown to you as this is the way we treat another. And I do want to say at this point that I think that both men and women can be narcissists. So, you know, let's cover that one off before we go any further. But so, so yes, it's in, it's inherited as learned behavior and then instilled and tested out on probably on the person who taught it to you and you see the results reaction. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have, I am not, um, uh, I have not gone into the scientific research uh, side of things, but I know that there can be some genetics involved as well into yeah. this. Yeah. Um, because a lot of people that are born, for example, with narcissistic parents actually become the opposite. So it doesn't necessarily mean that if you are born in that environment, you you either you know, it's a very fine line. You can become exactly the same thing or there is something within you that says this is completely wrong and you go completely the opposite way. Um, another thing that it's very, um, you know, common to narcissists is the inflated sense of self. So it's not only that they lack empathy towards other people, but their perception of themselves is huge. It's really big, grandiose gestures and all these sort of things when it comes to themselves. And again, they completely believe it because that's the way that they're wired. And for them, it's natural. The majority of people will be like, why would I say such a thing? Or why would I, you know, think that who am I to say, you know? Um, but for them, it's it's quite the opposite. For them, it's it's really quite the opposite. Like I am the best at everything because I just I am the best at everything, and that's it. Um, that's yeah. just like, no question. Um, but um, w- what goes on inside there as well is um, I do believe that the reason why they are like this outside is because internally, the amount of insecurity that they have is huge. But instead of going with the, you know, I, I, these are my insecurity, let me work on them. They're like, no, let me wear a mask instead and not show it to anybody else. And, and, you know, we say that you can never actually know a narcissist and it's completely true because you have no clue which mask they're actually wearing at that point. And it's very difficult. You know, I get asked a lot, like, can a narcissist change? I don't know. I don't know how to answer that question because if even if they tell you, yes, I want to seek help and I want to change, are they actually telling you the truth? Or is it? Or is it an, just another mask? Is it just, yeah, I'm telling you what you want to hear? It's another manipulation of like, oh, I can change. And we have all heard that, you know, somebody yeah. messes up and they go, I'll change. I'll make myself better. I'll be better. I'll be better. And it's it's very difficult. Well, you know, you, you, it's easy to fall for that, really, when yeah. there's something you love, you're care for, and that you know you want the best for them. You want them to be the right person. You want them to be the best version of themselves because you believe deep down in the little center that they are. You know, they've got a good. There's a good solid gold bit right in the middle there. It's just covered up with a lot of crap over the top of it. Yeah, and the insecurities thing is is a really interesting one because I think that most people, if they are angry, if they're controlling, if they're, you know, all of these kind of horrible um, ways of being, the the root of it is, is always the root of all anger is fear. Yeah. And it's the root of all of this is the insecurity. You know, I'm not big enough to, you know, I'm not enough in whatever sense to deal with, whatever it is so yeah I'm just gonna get get out big guns and blast you until you submit and I feel better about myself yeah Yeah, absolutely absolutely and it gets to a to a certain extent obviously here I want to remind people that we're talking about a huge spectrum of course and there's you know obviously very different extents of this but you know somebody uh who is in a relationship with a narcissist in in the in the jargon is called the narcissistic supply because that's what they need 
because it's literally the supply of having somebody there, of getting that sense of importance for themselves. And then when you don't need it, you're gone. Mm. You know, when they stop needing it, that's it. And there's no, until they come back again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, well, you must, you must rein me in because, you know, when I start talking about it, it's from personal experience. But I, I understand that, yeah, there is a, there is a massive spectrum of, and, you know, and the, what, what, just before we move on, like what little red flags would you, um, would you put out there as the most important ones to look for? I suppose if you're in the beginning parts of a relationship, also, if you're in an established relationship, I guess. And yeah, what what red flags sort of go across the board that we could talk about that are with, you know, a romantic relationship, a, a friendship relationship, because even those friendship relationships are like super important um, to our hearts and our souls yeah. and our minds, friends and society, you know, like, so there's a big spectrum of where these things come from. But what what red flags might be common amongst all of them, do you think? Yeah, so at the very beginning of a relationship, regardless of what relationship that is, I would definitely look out for something that's called love bombing. So it's basically if you are hearing everything that you've always wanted to hear, maybe be a bit skeptical, you know, be a bit skeptical. Like, you know, if if within a week they're like, I want to marry you or we are best friends or you are the best employee or the best boss I've ever had or whatever, you know, um, maybe just just be a bit careful with that. And and I'm saying be careful because there are some people who are genuinely like very excited about life and that that's genuinely <laughs> the reaction that they would have. But a lot of the time, um, you know, the majority of us, you know, it takes time to build a relationship. It's, it takes time to you know, call somebody your best friend uh, or and it takes time to say to somebody, you know, I, I think I want to spend my life with you. And, you know, unless you have gone through a very specific um, life journey that has put you in a place where you're able to see something very soon because of life experiences that you've had, that's one thing. But if if it's just all happening too soon, big gifts after a week or something like this yeah be a bit skeptical be a bit careful make sure that you are seeing everything and make sure that you're giving yourself the benefit of the doubt and yeah. and most of all also trust your intuition because sometimes if it feels mm, is it too good to be true or is that is there something else there because a lot of the time you can tell whether somebody is genuine or not in their behaviors and in the way that they do this um so maybe you know give, give yourself that little bit of a time mm. for sure um if you are in an established relationship um the best piece of advice I can give you in terms of red flags and what to look out for um I want you to observe this very carefully so uh, I know it's not the easiest thing to do but I would like you to take a step back and look at your relationship as if you were somebody from the outside um, because a narcissist, a narcissist operates in a very, very specific way and it, it operates in, they operate in a cycle substantially. So it starts where the love bombing face, where there is this like gift showering, saying all of the words that you've always wanted to hear, being the perfect possible you know picture of friend partner whatever that they can be and then when they know that they've got you then they start the second phase uh, which is called the devaluation phase and that's where there's a little bit of distance creating there and then all of a sudden you're not the only thing for them anymore or maybe you're not you know maybe three months before they said to you how perfect you are and then maybe now they're making a joke and disguising it. As, you know, they're making it, they're insulting you and telling you that it's a joke, basically. Um, this sort of stuff, you know, maybe they are putting some like comments that are, you know, if, if said by somebody else, you would think that it was a nasty comment. 
but the, they've love bond you so much in phase one of this cycle that you want to believe them that you're like, so of course they're joking. They're not this person. They're not the person that I, you know, they, this is not the person that they showed me who they are. So clearly they're joking. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that's the second phase. And then in the third phase of the cycle, and we have the discard and that's where that's it. They like you, you, you don't mean anything to them anymore, but it doesn't mean that they break up with you. It doesn't mean that they, you know, get you out of their lives. Yeah. It just means that they keep you there and they are not this kind of, ideal you know prince charming or partner or friend that you thought that they were and you start raising questions and be like oh but but why isn't this you know you used to be like this why are you not like this anymore and they start telling you oh come on this is in your head what have your friends been telling you what have you been thinking like what books have you been watching? What movies have you been watching? This is gaslighting, basically gaslighting. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And they discard you, and then when you become a little bit more serious about, well, I'm not happy with this, and and they see that you're gonna do something about it, then they start the love bombing again, right? So they go back to being the ideal person for as long as you need to 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 be convinced. And then it starts again, phase two, phase three and everything. And the the really scary thing about this is that there is absolutely no time scale for any of the phases. And it is not a thing that is predictable. Sometimes it lasts years, sometimes weeks, sometimes months. There is just no way of, of understanding, you know, how the, how it's, it's it, it doesn't have a proper, uh, you know, time scale. It really doesn't. And presumably the narcissist who is doing this, going through these phases, has no no sort of conscious awareness of what they're doing. They're not going, right, I'm going into phase one now. They don't, they're not consciously aware that they're behaving like this. Am I right? Um, so and so, meaning that they know that if you're complaining and they give you that love bombing, they know that your behavior will change. Yeah very conscious they might not be conscious of love bombing like in those terms like Mm. as we're we're describing it now but they know that if they adopt a certain behavior it will change your reaction to them and they will get what they want from you so it's very conscious yeah yeah okay yeah I get it I see so yeah I mean there's I'm I'm thinking you know they're going along going well I'm a narcissist so today I'm going to behave like this and that's not necessarily how it goes but it's just that's that manipulative way of behaving in a relationship that's going to yeah create that unsavory um, dynamic which is so destroying it's so and I mean, it brings us very neatly back round to where, where you started, where you say you, your work is like bringing people back to all their authentic selves. Because when somebody treats you like that, you basically don't know which end is what. You don't know left from right, up from down. You like you complete. Am I so the effects of the energetic? You know, let's move on to the energetic effects. But the the initial effects of that kind of abuse of being in that kind of toxic relationship where you're being emotionally manipulated. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess, it, what, what are they, apart from being utterly confused and, and dazzled by confusion yeah. and not knowing where to go? Well, it's, uh, it's yes, that. And, and I do believe it's a lot deeper than what people would think. Um, because, first of all, if you're in a cycle like that, um, we are talking everyday manipulation little by little by little so don't think that this is a you know a lot of people might be out there and think like oh come on that's not going to happen to me because I would not I would realize you wouldn't because it's so subtle every single day it's like hammering you know the nail every day for x amount of time in a way that is like you know, when we say in personal development that baby steps give you great results, that's the same way, but in a toxic way, it's literally the same thing. It's like they do the little little manipulation constant every single day. Then in the space of a year, you don't recognize who you are, literally. Mm. And 
first of all, the side it it having a cycle makes your brain think that love is so makes your brain associate love with the cycle of toxicity. So if I behave a certain way, I get the nice person, mm. right? So it makes your brain think that. It doesn't make your brain go, well, you deserve love regardless. It also makes your brain think that it's normal in a relationship to have ups and downs. It is not, right? A balanced relationship is one that it's, you know, it's, it's okay. We, there can be hardship, but the hardship isn't a struggle to overcome. This is what people miss. There can be hardship, but you can be solid and healthy in the way that you go through that hardship. If it feels like a constant up and down and like a constant struggle, that's not a healthy relationship. That's not a normal up and down that happens to everybody. And I say this because for a very long time, I was in a relationship like that for 15 years. And I thought that that was normal. Yeah, but that's what society's told us, you know. I mean, I my, my my mother sort of says, "Oh, darling, you know, relationships. You know, you have your good days and your bad days, and things go up and down." And that's, you know, that is kind of what society shows us, and that's what, um, you know, movies and television programs and romance novels and you know everything, you know, all show us that that's normal. You know, I mean, you just have to look at. <laughs> Mr. Darcy's um, behavior. <laughs> dreadful, most sort of toxic behavior of this great romantic hero that everyone is like, oh, hot to flutter. No, it's dreadful. Yeah, yeah, no, um, yeah, yeah. Okay, so on a, you know, I mean, I'm. Sorry to interrupt you. I wanted to add something because you said the, the effects of it. And uh, so, so it does that to your brain so that it makes you associate love and a relationship with something very unstable and very in a concept that is very toxic. But also what it does to you because of all the gaslighting that you had and not getting your reality validated, it makes you think that the way you are is wrong. Right. So so that's where it happens. That's where the separation inside of you happens because what has happened there, you 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 have trusted somebody whose only purpose was to find out your vulnerabilities and then use them against you. So therefore, they are making you think that you're wrong, that the way that you're made is wrong. And because you trusted them and because you've learned from society that you should trust the person that you love all the time, that if you're, you know, they are your you know, you're one or whatever, then you trust their word more than you trust your own feelings and your own intuition. And that's where the crack happens. Yeah. And and that's going to be the beginning of the energetic shift within a person to to not be able to. And when when that energetic shift happens, um, it's, it's a lot of work to kind of to get it back in in yeah. place you know when you lose it is it's, you lose a part of yourself when you lose track of that when it's that you know that little that little bit that is you gets covered over by so much other stuff mm-hmm. and beliefs and worries and just constant sort of dealing with th- things on a on a surface level it's just that like I've just got to get through this hour this day this week you know, and and then you don't have time to dive deep and actually ask yourself, what the hell is it that I actually want? You know, what what are, what am I getting out of this? That's that's not just a load of, you know, pain in the backside. So we, you know, we are you and I in the business of trying to um, help people uh, recognize themselves, come back to themselves, sit you know, squarely in the driving seat of their own lives, you know, being truthful. So what are your methods? What is your, how do you um, work? What's your tools? Yeah, absolutely. So I, uh, I really don't believe in um, curing the symptoms. I believe in eradicating the root cause. (laughs) (laughs) Like literally, like let's take it all out. <laughs> let's just get it out of the ground and just burn it. Yeah. <laughs> this is my this is literally like my 
concept and how I approach it because um, we have a lot of, you know, for example, anxiety. You know, anxiety can be one of the symptoms that shows up as a result of a toxic relationship because when you don't trust yourself, you have this different signals coming, um, you know, from your body and from your mind. And that gives you that high level of stress, high level of anxiety because you are so like, disconnected from yourself that you are constantly questioning whether you're doing the right thing or not and it can you know present in the form of anxiety so clearly anxiety is a symptom of something but we are so used to approach it as the cause of something like to 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 see anxiety as a problem anxiety Mm -hmm. is not a problem whatsoever anxiety is a symptom of something that has happened right Yeah. So, so when people come to me with, I don't feel like myself, like, I mean, uh, so many of my clients, I've had this in, in variations of this, but I stand in a shop and I have no clue what I like. I do not know whether it's food, clothes, like anything. Like I just stand there and I am so overwhelmed because I cannot decide what it is that I want to get. And how the heck is somebody supposed to know that that might be connected to the fact that they're living in a toxic relationship? Or maybe they have experienced toxic relationships growing up or in the past or whatever, right? So it can be like very random, but anything that doesn't make you feel feel um, empowered within yourself, like if you're not feeling that unshakable self, if you're not feeling that you know, grounded and like, yes, this might be risky, but I know within me that that's what I need to do, right? If there's that ounce of like self-doubt, shame, guilt, stress, anxiety, those feelings that make feel life like it's a struggle. Yeah. That's a symptom. Yeah. That's a symptom of something. That's a symptom. That's a signal. There's a journey that's waiting for you. And if you get to understand what the root cause of these things is, which is very likely to do with relationships that you have experienced throughout your life, then you've got to go and have a look at it and eradicate it and get to experience life. Because this is my concept. Life is supposed to be easy. Life is supposed to be effortless we have been fed this concept where life is hard like can I swear yes <laughs> bullshit <laughs> like yes that's complete and utter bullshit how we a bullshit have been sold this concept that relationships have to be complicated because it's normal that life has to be complicated because that's the normality that is bullshit. That's somebody that wants you to feel like you're incomplete. So you're going to keep watching the movies and keep buying something else to make yourself feel better. Right. That's bullshit. That's not yeah. what it is. And that's Love. what makes a lot of people a lot of money. Let's face yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. A large portion of the world go around, you know, that insecurity. Absolutely. Oh, no, I need to get this new primer or this new mascara yeah. or, and this new outfit. Yeah. A, a new handbag. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. And uh, life isn't about that. Like life, it's not supposed to be a struggle. Life, it's supposed to be easy. It gets to be easy. And as I said earlier, like if it's not, if you're, if you right now think that life is hard and that there's, there's struggle, please reach out. Sorry, my glass. (laughs) Please reach out like to someone because that's not the way. Like you Mm. you can experience an easy life. Sorry, so got sidetracked. But yes, method is, let's talk about your story. Tell me why you're here. What is it that you're experiencing in your life that is not making you feel like life is easy? And then let's go and take a look at that root cause be willing to go deeper together. I'm not going to leave you there. I'm going to be there with you every single step of the way. And once we get to the root cause, then we teach the brain something different. We will teach the brain, you know, we get to the root cause because it's all about the brain, right? So the brain has been taught that something works in a certain way. So the brain has been taught somewhere, somehow in our history that relationships are complicated and you're supposed to be walking on eggshells when you have an argument. 
right? Example. Why is that? Where did you learn that? What did you see that made you think that that's the way? Because that's not effortless. That sounds like a great effort and struggle, right? So where does that come from? When we find where it is that it comes from, then we start teaching the brain a different way. And we you choose which way is convenient for you to think and to experience life effortlessly. And then together, we teach the brain a different way of going until you are in a, on a path that feels effortless, that feels calm, that feels like there's no stress, where anxiety is actually there is a function of the brain when there's danger rather than being like your normal thing, right? Because anxiety is, you know, anxiety is a function of the brain, thank God, because otherwise there's a lion running towards you and you're dead because yeah. you don't get the anxiety. Yeah, but, I mean, anxiety is is, is um, hormonal to a great extent, isn't it? Because, you know, it's the cortisol, it's, it's the adrenal system. You know, I think, you know, from, from where I'm sitting, looking at all of this work in terms of, where, what I use as my sort of coping mechanism, if you like, you know, the chakra system, which are the energy centers, which hold all the various different parts of you. The, this, um, you know, the, the, the energy of around, let's call, say, anxiety as a symptom, you know, is held, you know, it's held down here in your belly, in your base. It's a fundamental, basic kind of survival mode. And yes, your, of course, your brain is involved in all of this, but it is, um, but it becomes a kind of uh, almost deeper seated than than that. And I've that uh, eking that out and trying to understand. And of course, you need to use your brain to wrap your head around this. Yeah. And these, you know, it's like doing a jigsaw. You know, you've got all these pieces, but when that piece slots in, it's like, well, look, it's obvious. And of course, and you know, I can see where that came from, that finding the root of you, of your, like you say, of where these, you know, to use your example, treading on eggshells, where did that come from? Was it valid? And all of those sort of things is, is super important. So do you, what you, when you're, when you're working with somebody, um, cause I know you, do you, am I right in thinking you use astrology a fair amount? And so yeah, 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 absolutely. Oh. I use the, mm-hmm. And what what other things? What you know? Yeah, so I do believe that that's a, a very much of an integral part uh, to to it, uh, and and I love working with the brain, but I also think that there is an element of soul discovery involved as well. So with my one to one clients, I do a full birth chart at the beginning of our birth chart reading um, at the beginning of our uh, journey together. Um, to understand, like, you know, what was happening, the, the, you know, what was the energy like at the moment where you were born? And what are those traits that you have within you that maybe you don't feel confident about, but it shows that you're, you're good with that. But maybe the reason why you don't feel confident about it is because stuff that's been said to you, maybe you've been bullied about something that you really loved and you really felt pushed towards and then you stopped doing it because of what somebody else said. And that's not right, because if, if you if you were made that way to enjoy that, for that to be your purpose, for those to be your things, then why would you let somebody else's conditioning stop that stop you from from feeling and also the more you live closer to that the more effortless it is isn't it we have so much so much energy available outside of us as well right and it's I find it personally so um it, it supports the journey so much and also because in some of the you know each planet has a meaning and an influence on us and some of those influences and meanings are sometimes parts of our personality that we're not really okay with and so it's really good to go and see and be like but this is part of you why fight it mm. right what's a way that you can feel okay with this and stop fighting yourself yeah and yeah. just be like it's me I'm just gonna embrace it you know 
why yeah and even somebody who doesn't necessarily subscribe to um astrology as a as a as a thing because there are plenty of people out there who don't take notice of it if you were to say to me listen Rosanna I feel like your strength is here in this area and that resonates with me whether I believe in astrology or not because it's informed you and that's enough and if it rings true for me then that's all that matters, frankly, you know, whether it's Saturn or Jupiter, I don't really mind. You know, if you're telling me that I'm a warrior and I feel, hell yeah, I'm a bloody warrior, then (laughs) then you're going to go with it, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's so true. This is what I say, like astrology uh, is a tool. Yeah. It's there. It's, it's It's something that you can use to to understand i'm a I'm, I'm a huge this is the way i see it we are in a universe which is we by the way we discovered yesterday there's so much like how crazy was that <laughs> right <laughs> absolutely mind-blowing so so we are in a universe where there's all this stuff going together and if you think about it even just our solar system we have x amount of planets circling around the sun and if one of those planets, only one out of all the ones that are circling, if one slows down, changes the course, or, uh, I don't know, starts spinning in a different way or whatever, it's all going to change. Yeah. Literally everything <laughs> will change, right? So if that's so much of a micro movement can have this massive influence on a whole solar system, why do you think that it shouldn't have an influence on us? Mm-hmm. Like, to me, is I find it, to be honest, one of the most logical things in the world. Like, of course, we are all part of a, you know, it's like, it's like, a think about a bicycle. Like, if you take parts away of the bicycle, you're not going to be able to cycle, right? <laughs> it's not going to work. Yeah. Why would you you know, would you think that this is any different? It's a system. Yeah. It's a system. I mean, it, it speaks very much to that, that, um, the, the, to the sort of connection that we, you know, universal connection that we have that, you know, that, that crown chakra thing is that we are, and the, the but very fundamental idea of oneness, that we are all one, that everything is one, uh, you know, we all share everything, you know, we are one animals, insects, flies fish you know whatever we are we are come from the same energy yeah and we're all made up of stars with material of the stars we are yeah so i i'm 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 you know not a huge uh, you know i don't dislike astrology i'm just never kind of got into it but i'm totally happy to subscribe to the fact that it probably does have some kind of influence I mean I know the influence that the moon has on myself and on friends who like you know I the moon is is most definitely powerful and in can't argue with that and so it just follows logically so yeah I'm just making my argument for the for the disbelievers amongst us I work I the moon is something that I work with as well absolutely like mm. as part of the of those birth charts you I offer a, a moon table um for the person which tells you exactly which moon um you know throughout the year the specific meaning that it has for you according to your own birth chart because when you use these are energies that are very powerful and you don't even have to pay for <laughs> like they're there, right? They're just there for you. It's like, it's the, like most environmentally friendly thing that you can do is work with those kind of energies, right? They're just there. So powerful there to support you. And once you unlock the code, once you unlock what it means that that makes your life even more effortless because you know that, for yourself, who are born this day, this moon is going to mean this. So maybe this is the right time to focus on this part of my life. Why would I want to do it at a time where it's just going to be a struggle? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I too, uh, you know, with the guidance of somebody like you, I can see how incredibly valuable that would be. Um, 
but I'm I'm conscious of time, so I want to ask you a couple more questions. So first, my first question is like, obviously, astrology is one of your tools, but what else have you, you know, what other kit bag things have you got in your, so for example, I'm going to give you a, an example. So a friend of mine, someone close to me has recently just come out of a relationship, um, which was a serious relationship. And it turned out that he was highly narcissistic and she's now beating herself up for like, why didn't I see this coming? Why didn't I notice the red flags? Because they were there. And so I want to ask you sort of to get a sort of two two things, you know, how, how to refine the faith in oneself to trust the self, you know, it's like she, she, I know she feels like she let herself down by having this relationship, which was a loving, wonderful relationship for a short, you know, for, for a period of time. Um, but so I'm interested to know, you know, A, that and B, you know, what other tools you use around, around this kind of work that you do? Yeah. So um, first of all, I think it's really important to work with someone. Mm. I think it's really important because especially when you have um, been in a toxic relationship with a narcissist, there's such a deep manipulation that goes on there that if you have somebody help you understand how that works and validate a lot of stuff uh, with you as well, that's going to really help you understand that none of that was your fault. Mm-hmm. Right. But you, I think that it's important to, to work with someone that understand what, what certain behaviors mean and what some words perhaps as well mean or, you know, certain dynamics as well. Um, it can be very validating. And when our experience is validated, that's incredibly healing. And so, yeah, but please to say to your friend, none of that was your fault. You could not have known you could not have known it can happen to literally anybody. So none of that was your fault. Um, In terms of how I work, the the work that I do is very tailored um, because every person's story is different. And so um, I'm a certified coach. So I obviously, I use coaching techniques. I use elements of neuro-linguistic programming as well, which is teaching the brain what we actually want it to do rather than what it's learned that that might be not very healthy. Mm. Um, I also, as we said, use elements of astrology, moon energy and everything. But, you know, if somebody is like, nope, I don't want to know anything about astrology. Okay, it's fine. We can still work it. <laughs> we can still work it out. We can still work. You'll still be there in the background going, what It's absolutely fine. Like uh, it's not, I, I won't uh, not help you somebody because they might be skeptical towards, yeah, you know, astrology or, or, or this kind of work. Because I think that once they get to see, um, you know, it's, it's, it's very empowering to be able to, to go like, oh, I see it and I want to take it on. Or maybe like, oh, okay, I see it, but that's not for me. Those are very like empowering things to do and they're perfectly fine. So whichever mm-hmm. way, it, it doesn't have to make sense to anybody else. So yeah, so the work that I do is very tailored. Um, depending on somebody's needs, I work with them three, six or 12 months. And it also depends, at, you know, what sort of time they have available on what kind of um journey they want to embark on obviously working with somebody for 12 months can have a you know very much of like a 360 yeah. degree change yeah. on your life um you know three months uh, it can get you out of the woods and just you know put you in a place where you're feeling more confident within yeah. yourself and more like okay I have tools I understood the dynamics and I have some tools and, and for a six months journey, um, it's, it's a deeper change than yeah. that. It might yeah. not be a, a 360, but it, it might be that significant areas of your life. It's going to move your life. For sure. gonna, yeah. 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 I, can, I mean, I see, I saw women completely going for completely different careers after six months and that wasn't one of their desires or one in their plans at Mm. the beginning of their journey but they found so much confidence and so much 
authenticity, connection to their authenticity that they were like, the heck am I doing here? This is not making me happy. Let me change. And I feel confident and and I know that I am capable to do that. So I, I've seen very different um, levels of transformation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm I'm now thinking that I'm really hopeless interview because I should have asked this question literally right at the beginning of our conversation. <laughs> how did you how did you get into this? How did you find this as your niche? Uh, well, that's my life experience. So I uh, I was uh, really bullied a lot when I was a kid. Um, I grew up with a controlling controlling and narcissistic mom. Uh, which I didn't find out that until a few years ago. And then I was in a relationship with a narcissist for about 15 years. And uh, it got me to a point where I was, um, I had high functioning anxiety. I had a, a high level of OCD. OCD is obsessive compulsive disorder. So you have like certain amount of rituals that you'd have to do throughout the day. And I remember and I started working with a coach, I went for the OCD because I couldn't cope. Like it was just like, I was like, I got to do something about it because this is taking over my life. And the first thing that she made me do was write down all the OCDs that I had. And I was so, um, they was such a wake up call because I counted over 40 and it was taking up so much of my day. And that was raveled like in in anxiety, like that was terrible tense very tense time throughout the day every day and um so so yeah so I was experiencing all these sort of things and uh, but inside I always felt this thing as like I cannot be wrong all the time like why do I feel like I am wrong all the time like that can't be right so I went to see her and started working on the OCD and fast forward uh, about 18 months because OCD is not it's not an easy the easiest thing to tackle like it takes time it's completely achievable you can get rid of it completely and I, and I did but it, you have to be very patient with yourself it's, it's about the work yeah. yeah yeah absolutely and fast forward 18 months and I I uh, my my OCDs were down to 20 and that gave me so much brain space that I was like wow <laughs> Like, I was like, hang on a minute. I still have 20 OCDs here, but bloody hell, like, this is insane. So I started seeing my partner for who he was and I started challenging him and say, you know, no, I don't think this is right. You know, and that's where he went down a bit heavier with like notes or in your head. We always have ups and downs. And I started saying, but I but I don't think that's the way it should be. Mm-hmm. I don't think that you're supposed to have ups and downs. I think that it's it should be like a like a, a partnership, not a thing where we have an up, okay, then we have a down, then it's not, you know, that's not right. And uh I was ignored. Uh I wanted to to just work and do something. I asked for help to his family, completely ignored. And then, uh, uh, then it comes to January uh, 2018, and I was like, I can't. I've got literally nothing left to give. So I left, and that was a huge, like, he did not stop harassing me for, like, three months straight. One moment, I was the horrible person, the bitch, you ruined my life. The next text was... I take it all back. Please come back. I love you. Like it was literally like this. And it was so um, exhausting, like so exhausting. Yeah. Uh, but the moment I left, um, my OCD went down to three. Literally the day I left. Wow. I didn't feel I didn't feel the need to have any rituals apart from like three, which one of them, I can't remember two of them, but one of them was checking the door. Like I had a ritual to to check how many times I checked the doors and stuff. And I remember that being there. I can't remember the other two, what they were. Um, but, but the day I left, it, it completely dropped down to those. And then I lived on my own for a while. And, and when I found my balance and I let it all go and and now I don't have anymore. Um, but you see, and I when I went to my coach 18 months earlier, she's like, why are you here? Why do you want to work? And I said, well, I have OCD and I can't cope. Like I can't 
I have so much anxiety. I don't know where it is. And the first question is like, okay, tell me about your relationships. Oh my God, thank God I have my husband. That's what I said to her. Thank God I have my husband. And 18 months later, I was like, what the heck? (laughs) I asked her and I said, did you see this coming? She's like, of course, but I can't tell you, can I? (laughs) You have to go through your own process. You have to realize your own things. So yeah, then... Then I had such a change that I had people in my life being like, oh, my God, that's like so inspiring. You know, I admire you like it takes so much courage and stuff. I'm like, no, like I just couldn't do it. That's not courage. (laughs) I can say like I just got to a point where I couldn't do it. But I was seeing like the effect that I was having. And I was like, oh, my God, if I if this is me and this is what's happening, imagine like if if all of the women who are experiencing this had this kind of journey like that would be amazing imagine the impact so I was like right let me do it (laughs) and I decided to to hear you yeah Yeah, that's brilliant well I'm just so in I'm in awe and admiration of your of your story and uh, yeah I think you're think you what you do is amazing and your energy is brilliant and um, yeah I I will um, you know I've taken an hour of your time so I'm gonna we're gonna leave it there for now which is a shame because I feel that I could talk to you for a long time Um, Mm -hmm. but but I'll obviously put your website in the show notes and anything but is there anything there that that people if you got like a anything to offer people in terms of like a little resource or is it just all there for yeah it's it's everything on the website but there is a resource which is called um it's a pdf it's called how to get over a narcissist for good so if you suspect that you might be in a toxic relationship that's going to give you a little bit more of an insight uh, because I literally go through different kinds of red flags I go through the narcissistic cycle in a bit more depth like how does it how does it work and how you might be feeling in each phase of the cycle. Yeah. Then it also tells you how to get out and what kind of options do you have and what can you do? And, you know, is it okay to go cold turkey or do I have to plan it? And it's it's entirely up to your personal situation. So and I and I explore different things. So I think if if you're listening to this and, and you're asking yourself, who oh, is that? Is that me? I think that that resource can help you. Mm. I think it can really help you maybe gain some some clarity on that. So definitely download it. It's completely free. Brilliant. All right, Gloria. Thank you. Thanks so much thank for today. It's thank been amazing. You, thank you. I honestly I could I right back at you because I would continue this conversation and talk to you for hours. It's such a beautiful energy. So thank you so much for having me. And I would love to absolutely come back whenever you want. Yeah, that would be great. So there we are. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Chakra Way Meditation podcast. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Gloria as much as I did. I felt her energy was so infectious and she's what a powerhouse. Oof, I love that. Um, so I wanted to just say, if you have, if any of this has just kind of tickled your interest at all, please do go to her website and um, download her PDF. It's great. And then of course, because when you download something, you give your email address and honestly, her emails are such a joy to read. They're written in her very much in her voice and not at all pushy. They're just full of really great information. I'm loving them. You know, I'm a few days in and I'm thinking, great, I'm looking forward to Gloria's emails. So um, yeah, there you go. Have a look. The um, link will be in the the, um, show notes. And her website is simply GloriaBettini.com. So enjoy finding her there. And I also wanted to say, watch out because I'm going to be putting a special offer out quite soon. I'm launching the Chakra Way course again um, in September. So I'm going to be giving away a few free chakra readings. So keep your eyes peeled for that. But I will be back with more meditations and more conversations very soon. But until then, take care. Lots of love. Bye now.
Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.